I'm Lee Konitz. Uh, I've been Lee Konitz for a long time. Actually, I'm Leon Konitz. Uh, that's my passport name, and it uh, was reduced to Leo when I was a kid, and then Lee when I got uh, out to play in the saxophone. It's going to Le now. That's the next step. Just call me Le. At 83 years old, alto saxophonist Lee Konitz is still spry, and he's always been more than a little wry. The music playing under me is a Konitz original titled Subconscious Lee. Punning aside, the title might also reference Konitz's desire to improvise with little premeditation. In 1949, Konitz was part of the Intuition recording session with the blind pianist and primordial jazz pedagogue Lenny Tristano. Tristano developed concrete techniques for the study of jazz and led his students deep into queries on the nature of improvisation. By the time the Intuition recording session wrapped, Tristano and his students, among them Konitz, tenor saxophonist Warren Marsh and guitarist Billy Bauer, laid down four spontaneously composed pieces widely regarded as the first recordings of free jazz. Though Konitz eventually broke away from Tristano, melodic free improvisation has always been at the core of his music. I'm David Gorin, and this is Jazz Stories from Jazz at Lincoln Center. I recently caught up with La, I mean Lee Konitz, at his apartment on Manhattan's Upper West Side. I have just come back here. I was in Europe. Uh, playing uh, various places. Uh, I uh, have one uh, situation that I've been enjoying playing with, and uh, it's kind of uh, become my quartet uh, with very interesting young guys who like to improvise also. And I get calls to join uh, different people in different situations as kind of a sideman, and uh, I still enjoy doing that. I do pretty much the same uh, kind of music, so it's still uh, an improvising situation on the great standards, all the things you are, and those kind of tunes. Uh, when I found out that there's an unlimited uh, possibility for variations on these songs, and I can go and play with three guys from Italy, they all know all the things you are. So they say, what do you want to play? I say, all the things you are. And they say, good. In Italian, say bene, or whatever they say. So that makes it possible for me to continue uh, traveling around playing, which uh, I'm very appreciative of. So for some people, you know, they have, you know, what changes are you running or what key are we in? I mean, how does your approach differ? Uh, I can think of a couple differences. Uh, first of all, I uh, am not designing my music to please the public, so to speak, so I can do whatever I want. And uh, that means uh, sometimes, uh, you know, nothing much happens. That's the chance you take if you're really trying to start from scratch, uh, not only alone, but with three other guys in this kind of situation who are willing to do that also. The idea is that uh, somehow... You study and practice this craft. And for me, when I take out my horn here, I uh, improvise. To me, that keeps it interesting when I 
not really prepared and delivering a finished product already, similar to what a classical musician would have to do. I could never do that. I wouldn't be good at that. How did you develop the taste for doing that? Well, that's the way I started. That's the way we all start, just poking around, noodling, and trying to find where the keys are and things like that. And uh, I uh, made a profession out of that. I still uh, find new key combinations and things like that. Just through listening to the music when I was young, that inspired me, the bands that uh, were popular then, were our popular music. Benny Goodman and Count Basie and all those guys were broadcasting on the radio. And then uh, after some preliminary basic study, I met Lenny Tristano and he kind of helped open the door for me to kind of point out that there was more to it than just noodling and getting to know all about the music, uh, which I have been kind of doing all these uh, years. When you met him, you were playing in a restaurant or a bar? In a ballroom. I was playing with a, a society band, dance band. And uh, I went across the street to hear another friend of mine. I didn't know Tristano, and he happened to be playing there in a bizarre situation with Spanish musicians. And he was very uh, impressive, and we talked. I played a little bit and uh, started to go by to studying with him. And uh, that made the music uh, more real to me and more serious to me. What were some of his specific ideas that he gave you or, or approaches? Gave us all uh, similar basic uh, information, theoretical information. So we knew what the changes were and uh, all the possibilities that uh, would go into making up the structure of a, a tune. Just suggested that we get to know the great players so we know what the great solos felt like and sounded like. I've heard from other interviews I've read with you and other people that um, he played, you practiced to a metronome. Yeah. That that's something that you learned from him? Well, he pointed it out, yeah. It's a, a very uh, unusual opportunity to play with a very uh, consistent, uh, consistently spaced quarter note, which you don't get with a real rhythm section because uh, they tend to go a little faster, usually, sometimes even a little slower, and uh, etc. So it's just a great exercise for feeling the measurements of these various rhythms uh, precisely. Right. Was there a, another element, slow practice? Slow practice uh, is uh, very essential. I start out that way, just to make sure that I'm feeling each note. The faster you go, the less feeling each note gets. I've never been able to improvise at a really fast tempo uh, very effectively, unless I smoked a lot of pot at that time. But I don't do that anymore, so I stay around the moderate uh, to uh, a little faster than moderate tempos. From the very beginning with Tristano, we went uh, as far as the music affected us or whatever. And uh, sometimes it went completely out, totally free, and then came back into the more conventional swing. So there are a variety of ways of getting free based on nothing, based on something, based on a standard or original tune or original progression. 
and I feel like I can really uh, make it up as I go each time a little differently. How different can you arrange 12 notes without getting bizarre or, or gauche or uh, avant-garde? I try to play uh, as melodically as, uh, as real to me, and uh, it's possible to rearrange those notes and rhythms uh, to come up with something <laughs> that's a little bit different, sometimes a lot different. And I'm always absolutely amazed that 12 notes can deliver this much music over all these hundreds of years. Of course, on, on the sax, you, you can slide between the notes as well. You, you're playing microtonally to a certain Yeah, I, uh, I'm famous for playing sharply. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, part of my sound. That might be that going to the top of the pitch to get some uh, more uh, brilliance out of the sound or whatever uh, is part of my sound. It's different from Charlie Parker's or whoever else's. How did that happen? Well, I was developing whatever kind of sound I had and uh, it was feeling uh, secure enough, I guess, so I could uh, represent it somehow without too much inferiority or whatever because there he was uh, the master and uh, i shied away from copying his solos like everybody else was doing finally i said to hell with it this is the master saxophone player and so i studied his solos and used the material in as personal way as i could because i i couldn't identify with that life's experience i don't know what to attribute it to except uh, my physical makeup and whatever uh, control I had of uh, making a sound on that particular instrument it wasn't pre-planned in any way. That's Lee Konitz, talking about the art of improvising and developing an original sound in the era when Charlie Parker dominated the alto sax. Konitz recently co-authored a book, Conversations on the Improviser's Art, and you can hear his saxophone in full cry on two programs from our streaming archive at jalc.org jazzcast. Jazz Stories is produced at Murray Street Productions by myself, David Gorin, and Alexa Lim. The senior producer is Steve Rath. Thanks for listening.